Welcome to the Fire and Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Sorrow. I believe in taking massive, inspired action from an awakened soul. This show is a weekly dose of spiritual principles, personal development, and success strategies for creating an epically aligned life. Here's to your wildest dreams coming true with less hustle, grit and grind, more flow, ease, and grace. I'm the founder of the Live Video Mastery Academy, a TV host, speaker, best-selling author, and proud fur mama, and I'll be sharing real talks with successful entrepreneurs, thought leaders, best-selling authors, spiritual luminaries, and high-performance experts in this unfiltered, transformational, and soul-centered podcast. Things are about to get real. Are you ready? Let's get started. Well, hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Fire and Soul podcast. (laughs) I'm so excited about today's guest. I have been waiting to release this because I wanted us to be in summer and because you're going to love this conversation around the importance of vitamin D, my friends. So make sure you listen to this because it's kind of like toward the end that he talks about the ultimate number one health hack, and it's around natural sunlight hitting your skin at optimal times of the day and what that can do for your over overall optimized health and wellness. So definitely stay tuned to the end. But before we dive in to this very amazing, in my opinion, conversation with Dr. McCullough, I wanted to give a special shout out to a loyal listener, Stacy DeVerde. Thank you very much for tuning in and continuing to be such a loyal fan and listener and sharing this work with your community and letting me know what certain episodes have meant to you and how you've applied certain insights to your life. It means so much to me. And then also Stacy took the time to write a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts player, which by the way, you guys, if you haven't already, I would love it if you would subscribe, rate and review on your favorite pod player, because that's how we build momentum and we can continue this for you, which of course I'd love to hope that we can do this for a very, very long time together. But Stacy wrote at the beginning of the year, five stars, loving this podcast. Michelle is honest, authentic, and so vibrant. She truly speaks from her heart and is so refreshing to listen to. What an inspiration she is, as well as the guest she brings on. Her recent My Mindset for 2019 episode is my absolute favorite and a must listen. Oh, thank you, Stacy. I really appreciate that. And by the way, you can catch my mindset for 2019 on any of your favorite pod players and just scroll back to earlier this year. I think that one was released in January of 2019. So thank you, Stacy, my love, you beautiful soul. I totally appreciate your loyal listening and sharing. It means more than you will ever know. Today's guest is incredible. And I'm very excited to bring him to you and this message to you, especially as we are now in the heat of summer. I want to share with you a little bit about how I met him and then we'll dive on in. I met him at the Biohacking Bulletproof Upgrade Lab six annual conference that I had the honor of emceeing a few months back. He was one of the most sought after keynote speakers where 1,300 people from all around the world really came to see him primarily. And you should have seen the notes these people were taking so fast and furiously when he was on the stage. I didn't understand probably a good half of what he was saying, only because this guy is like so cutting edge and he's so passionate about making sure that we're educated with the right information so that we can truly optimize our health and wellness so that we can feel good from the inside out and really be able to discern through all the BS and propaganda that's actually not truthful and not factual. That's what I really value about Mercola. But getting to meet him backstage in the green room was such a highlight for me, which is why I asked him to be on the show and immediately said yes. And and it just felt like I was meeting a kindred spirit in terms of just an openness and a friendliness and a warmth. And obviously he's incredibly generous. And and then let me just say, one of the smartest men I have ever, ever had the privilege to get to know. And so this was just an honor to sit down with him on a beautiful day for him in Florida, for me 
here in Los Angeles, and we just had a great conversation that I hope brings you a tremendous amount of value. But let me give you a little background on him in case you are new to him. Dr. Mercola is a board-certified family physician who's treated over 25,000 patients from around the world. He encourages and educates people about safe and inexpensive nutritional lifestyle and exercise options to radically reduce their risk of dying prematurely from dangerous drugs and surgeries. He's a passionate advocate of natural medicine. He's a wellness champion and a visionary who has succeeded in implementing much needed changes to our current healthcare system. He is also a New York Times bestselling author. And after 25 years as a physician to thousands of patients, he merged his passion for health and his interest in technology and created Mercola.com. Today, it's the number one natural health website, educating and empowering millions of subscribers to take control of their health. Get this, guys. Here is his mission. He says in his own words, my motivation, whether you're a member of the Mercola.com community or have just heard about me for the very first time is to make you as healthy as you can possibly be. And this involves one of two principles. Number one, providing the most up-to-date natural health information and resources that will most benefit you. And number two, exposing corporate government and mass media hype that diverts you away from what is truly best for your health and often to a path that leads straight into an early grave. Yes, this man speaks it like it is for him. In other words, this man will be able to give you access to the real deal information. I also love the fact that in 2009, he was named the top ultimate wellness game changer by the Huffington Post, an honor that celebrates 100 innovators, visionaries, and leaders in 10 categories who are harnessing the power of new media to reshape their fields and change the world. The Huffington Post readers voted him to be the top to receive that prestigious award. He's been seen everywhere, you guys. The Today Show, CNN, ABC's World News Tonight, Dr. Oz Show, The Doctor, CBS, NBC, ABC, Time Magazine, and Forbes Magazine. You are going to love this conversation. I am deeply honored to bring it to you. So without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with the one and only Dr. Mercola. We have Mercola in the house. Welcome to the Mindset Mashup, my friend. Yes, it's great to be here. <laughs> so you were just sharing before I hit record how much you love the ocean, you guys, because I was looking at his face and his skin is like ridiculously perfect and he's all aglow and he was letting me know that his mitochondria is like optimized. But that said, <laughs> the lighting was so beautiful. So I asked you, are you near the ocean? And you're like, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great. I love it. I play in the ocean. I don't get a chance to play too much, but I, I make sure this is one of the strongest recommendations is to get regular exposure to sunshine. Now, fortunately, I live in Florida, so I'm able to do that most of the year, but I don't know when you're going to post this, but it's getting to the point where summer is fastly approaching. We're, right. we're recording this before Memorial Day. So, you know, most places in the country are able to get significant sunshine. So just to do it every day, if you can, and kind of get a, you know, with minimal clothing on, because this way, the sun not only increases vitamin D, but there's near infrared, which is 40% of the energy of the sunlight that's hitting you. And it does magnificent things to your body. So I make, I walk for at least a half hour to an hour a day on the beach. And then my dessert is I get to go swim in the ocean, which is, I just love, because I live on the East coast. So there's, you know, it's the Atlantic ocean and there's significant waves most of the time. And I get to play in the waves. It's just so much fun. <laughs> I know. I watched your video, A Day in the Life of Dr. Mercola, and I will add that link into the show resources because it was so freaking good. And I watched all 29 minutes. I was like dying over the macadamia fudge, the three smoothies in the morning, the walk smoothie. <laughs> I've got to update that. <laughs> oh, really? No more macadamia fudge? For the better. Yeah, quite quite significantly. But that was just a couple of years ago. How has I it know. changed? I know. Life is a journey and we're always learning. Isn't it so fast? Wait, can we yeah, go back to vitamins? You're saying, if you're static, something's wrong. You got to be changing things. Well, that that's why you are the number one health wellness 
game changer on the planet, according to Huffington Post, which, by the way, was 10 years ago. But I know that they would stand by that today. There's no one out there doing what you're doing. And it's because your site, Mercola.com, the number one most visited natural health site on the Internet, is self-funded. I mean, you call out. Mm -hmm. I I love how you called out Monsanto yesterday yet again, by the way. Thank you for raising our awareness. Well, you didn't get the good news. That's part of the reason why my my account was so optimized, because I'm full of joy. I'm still floating. I got the news yesterday that the verdict for the most recent trial for Monsanto came in. And the jury, get this, Michelle, they awarded the defendants, two elderly people who were came down with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, a billion dollars a piece. Wow, over $2 billion. $2 billion. Amazing. So the third jury verdict. They had three trials and the three phenomenal losses, and they got 13,000 more lined up. Things go really well. Bear could go bankrupt. That would be just a dream. It would be amazing. Now, I did see that on your Twitter feed. Oh, yeah. I, you yeah, are I out there, my that friend. Last night. But I thought, you know, obviously it makes sense, not only just what's up on your website, which this information was as well, but what are you putting out into the world? Obviously, that's what's lighting you up right now and lighting your mitochondria up. But this <laughs> is good news. And do you think yeah. that in general, the health industry could be headed in the right direction, the ethical direction, or how important are people like you still calling them out and telling the truth? Well, I think we're making progressive progress. And I think this Monsanto verdict is, a, is an evidence in the right direction. Unfortunately, we're getting beat up in the vaccine area, mm. but, but eventually the evidence will come out. It's really clear. I mean, I was vilified for promoting the nonsense that GMOs were harmful and glyphosate is something you should avoid like the plague. But the evidence is becoming really clear now. And I think eventually the truth almost invariably has to come to the surface. And uh, if you're doing things for nefarious reasons, (laughs) (laughs) you know, eventually the karma gets you. Now, Bayer, I I don't know if you know this, they used to be called IG Farben. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were IG Farben in the 19th century. And in fact, they were the first pharmaceutical company in the world, at least the modern world. And they developed the first drug, which was methylene blue. They were named Bayer at the time. And then uh, World War I came along and then they formed this cartel, truly a cartel, and they called it IG Farben. Mm. And they, you may have heard of them. They were the company, that, that one time the largest company in the world, and they financed Hitler during World War II. They were, and they pro- not only financed, but they produced most of his raw materials. Not materials, but the materials to supply the war, like the tires and the gasoline and all that. So they're responsible for that. And they created the gas that killed many of the people that the Nazis killed. So the same affair- company that funds Monsanto. No, they bought Monsanto. Bought, bought them, right. Acquired. Okay, yeah. that's right. And, and, and so after World War II, they changed their name back from IG Farben back to Bayer. So that's the same. It's one the same. And Amazing. I just hope to heck that they go bankrupt. Right. I mean, so then obviously that sent me down a wonderful rabbit hole because I don't really stay up on all this stuff. You hear these things, right? Especially where I live in Santa Monica. By the way, I do get to the beach and even yesterday walked on the beach with my pup, grounded, got vitamin D. Yes. And it was thanks to you because I don't know if you know this. My mother is a Premier Plus member of the Mercola community. Oh, oh. wow. <laughs> that is so, well, thank you so much because, you know, it's really, I never started the site to sell stuff. We, ha- we have to sell stuff if we want to stay in business because we got a lot of people that we employ. Yeah. And it takes a lot to run the site. But for the first five years of the site, I never sold anything. I wow. just paid for it out of my pocket. It was not designed as a product site, you know, and then be, then I sold a book for like 15 bucks. You know, I really made a lot of money on that one. No, <laughs> not really. So, I mean, you know, it just evolved to the point where we're now we're able to produce really high quality products that serve people. And, you know, I, I take a lot of our own supplements and foods now too. We've got biodynamic olives and biodynamic marinade. It's just great stuff. Oof. Oh yeah. Okay. So Sherry Delaplane is my mother's name. She's 71 years young. She's incredible. And she's always been super progressive with health and wellness. She's a Spartan racer. She's an ice wow. bather. She's a wow. Wim certified instructor or actually was. She was one of two in the country in the beginning of females. Anyway, she's awesome, but she still says hands down, there is just no one. And you 
know this because you put out the best, but it's the holy grail for her. And then she said, can you please talk to him about a lot of things? So I've got a little list for mom. I'll get to in a moment. But I want to go back to what you had started with when you said that vitamin D is so underrated and that's why you live on the beach. So that you- yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons I moved. You're correct. Because I used to live in Chicago. Imagine mm-hmm. that. That was a, <laughs> an accident of my 10 birth. months of winter. Yeah, it really is. And I met a girl from Florida and she reluctantly moved up to Chicago with me for until she could take for a year and she moved back and then I followed her. <laughs> so uh, would, I'm very thankful for that. But, uh, you know, vitamin D, just as a slide aside, I was a real champion for vitamin D in 2000, nearly 20 years ago, and, and helped catalyze its adoption by the conventional medical community. And I really, really glad about that because it's such an important nutrient. The sad thing about it, though, is that even though it's useful, if you live in the North and you don't have access to real sunshine, then you don't really have much of a choice is just to swallow it. But swallowing is nowhere near as good for the reasons I started to allude to and that what sunlight has in addition to UVB, which causes the vitamin D production from your skin, it also has near infrared. And near infrared is nothing short of magical. Mm-hmm. It does something that you and I have heard of before, maybe your listeners may have, and it's called photobiomodulation. And that's a fancy word for charging up your cells and your mitochondria with sunlight, actually transferring energy directly from the sun into your body. And it can do that. And it's such a simple thing, and it's free. It's absolutely free. But it doesn't work if you go outside and it's a sunny day in the middle of the summer and you got all your clothes on. You know, so you want to go out with minimal clothes. Yeah, expose as much skin as possible, which I'm sure you do on your beach in Santa Monica. Oh, I try. You know, it's usually a tank top. And then oftentimes I like to be in a bathing suit. I mean, it's like one of my favorite things. And by the way, this sounds strange to say, but you probably will be able to explain it. I feel more connected to myself, like my real self, my soul. When I get a couple of hours with direct sunlight on my whole body, I feel completely connected. Does this make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. And, but maybe even another variable you may not be factoring in is the fact that you're doing it on the beach. And it's interesting. There's a factor called dirty electricity, which interferes with the benefits mm-hmm. of grounding. And that is a factor in most of North America because of the way the distribution of electricity in the substations. But when you're at the ocean, it negates that because it's this giant sink of electrons. So you're authentically getting true grounding when you're on the ocean. So you're not getting true, not only true grounding, mm. negative ions from the, from the ocean and the sunlight. It's just a magical combination. There's no wonder why you're feeling so good. God, that makes so much sense. But why do so many people still say that sunlight, natural sunlight is so bad for you and that you've got to put like SPF a hundred at all times, even in the yes. winter? Yeah, the, Mark Sorensen wrote a book, and the name of the book escapes me now, but it was something about sunlight and vitamin D. Mm-hmm. Now, he recently interviewed Mark Sorensen. His book's available on Amazon. His book really exposed, and I didn't know the reason for that, but clearly it's from the dermatologist. So what motivated the dermatologist to have this active campaign against sunlight? It's going to kill you. It's going to cause skin cancer. Well, it turns out it's, it's the sunscreen industry, <laughs> the same companies that made this lotion that supposedly decreases your risk of skin cancer, but it actually it increased your risk of skin cancer Whoa. because it blocked UVB, which increases vitamin D, and it let UVA right through. So, and not only that, this was just last week, Michelle, they published a study that the levels of oxybenzone, one of the primary sunblocking agents in most all conventional sunscreening agents, is like 10 to 40 times higher than the EPA threshold for toxicity. Mm. And, and Consumer Reports was confronted with this when they, because it came out when they reposted it. Well, that's, it's not really been proven yet. <laughs> Are you crazy? Do you have to wait for people to start dropping like flies? You know, so, I mean, it's sort of a tangent, but an important one is that the sunscreen industry has a lot to gain from this. And they've really been a primary funder of the dermatologist. That makes so much sense. Yeah. And that's what's so criminal about so much of what happens, not just here in the States, but yeah, it is. It is absolutely. How do you reconcile that? How do you sleep at night? I know you're doing your part and you're the ultimate game changer, but like you obviously want to help everybody you can, which is why you do what you do. So what allows you to just, okay, everything's okay. Everyone's going to be okay. I'm doing my best. It's going to change. Do you have hope? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm very hopeful. And, you know, the victory with Monsanto yesterday is just, uh, 
I can't tell you how elated was to hear that verdict. I mean, to see the criminals actually being rightfully exposed by three independent juries who came to the same unanimous decision. Mm. I mean, once they hear the truth, you have no other way than to understand what they're doing. The beautiful thing about a trial is that they have the, they can depose and get all these records that are typically hidden from the public. And these records are being exposed and they're being made public, which is just fantastic. That's amazing. So I have, I'm very hopeful. I think, you know, we just have to stick with it and be persistent and, uh, you know, hold the course. Which, and thank God, people like you are out there and really you are at the forefront. Let's unpack this. We met at the Biohacking Upgrade Labs conference, which mm-hmm. was like the most progressive health and wellness, the coolest thing I think I've ever experienced. I mean, that was a cool event, right? That was one of the most serious understatements I've ever heard you say. It was, for me, the best <laughs> event I was ever at in my life. Literally. Oh my God, I feel the it same. Was, it was like 10 Christmases compressed into one weekend. It, it was beyond my wildest expectations. And I was there the, the previous one, but this one was just amazing. Well, that was the was first. Life-changing, life-changing. Totally. Okay. Yeah. So that was the first Upgrade Labs conference because remember it had been the Bulletproof conference right. five years pre- prior. How would you describe that event? One word, magnet. Yeah. It was a magnet for people who were really just incredibly motivated to improve their health at the most fundamental levels. And some of the brightest people I've met, I mean, I I mean, and they weren't the lecturers. <laughs> they were the exhibitors and people in the exhibit hall in the audience. I mean, it was, I learned more from the audience members than I did from the lecturers. That's really cool. What's a standout takeaway that you learned? Standout takeaway? Oh, so much. I mean, uh, Oh, God, where do we start? I'm I'm a big fan of exercise. It's one of the reasons I got into medicine. I first started exercising in 1968. So I I found the, it was there the previous event, but I missed it. And this was the Katsu, which is a blood flow restriction training. Are you familiar with that? No. And believe it or not, because I was on the stage pretty much for three days straight, I never even got a chance to walk the tech hall and see the coolest exhibitors in the world, right? But I heard it was like Disneyland and Christmas combined. Yes, Yes. exactly the case. And I I literally only listened to three lectures (laughs) all the time I was in the exhibit hall. Well, I can see why. You can get all that later. (laughs) Absolutely. So that was a really cool thing. But it's... uh, it was developed in Japan about 50 years ago, and it's, and it's a tourniquet-like device, but it's not really, it doesn't shut off all your blood flow. It just shuts off enough to cause some really profound benefits when you can exercise with really small weights, literally mm-hmm. one-third of your normal weight that you would use, so you don't have any risk of hurting yourself, but it, has, it produces this really profound hormonal benefits like improving growth hormone and nitric oxide and really getting immense benefits in a fraction of the time that you would normally. So I'm really- Which is what that biohacking conference was really all about, right? Which is like giving you the results in record time that's quantifiable and measurable and the whole thing. I love that, which is why I wanted to come full circle back to this conversation because, you know, I sat in the room. I mean, I had to take a seat because I wanted to hang on every word that you were saying. (laughs) Plus, I was next to my mother, your Premier Plus member. Oh, I wish uh, you would have introduced me. I'm so I sad. wish too. Oh, my gosh. Well, hopefully yeah. there'll be another time. I know that for her, that was also an understatement for me to say how epic, you know, the conference was. She was like, that is not quite the word. So, yeah. Magnet, that's a really good word. But for those who are brand new, right, we got a lot of personal development junkies that are devoted to this podcast, a lot of females. We're going to get to some of their questions in a moment. But how do we unpack what you do, being so progressive in health and wellness, being such a truth teller, a game changer. But if we really wanted to simplify it, what would be a starter kit, for lack of a better term? Like five essentials or five musts. I know that exercise is a big deal for you. You may have covered a few, but where would you start? actually one of the minor ones. I mean, you can almost ignore exercise. I mean, clearly, if you want to optimize your health, this has to be integrated into the equation. So that's clearly an important point, but that's like a four-hour discussion on on that. So I don't (laughs) want to go there. It's just, it could be as simple as walking or yoga. I mean, it doesn't have to be complicated. Yep. But you need to move all day long. But clearly, the, one of the ones we've mentioned is sunshine. Be outside yep. with the sun on your skin. So that is so important. But one of the most confusing aspects of trying to stay healthy is the diet. That's been my passion, nutrition for the last four decades. Wow. And in fact, when I was in med school, I, my nickname was Dr. Fiber. 
<laughs> so my, my classmates were not interested in health and wellness. They were interested in treating disease. <laughs> I was the oddball. <laughs> but that was always my passion. That's one of the reasons I went to school, medical school. So I've been very confused about diet, as many people have for a long, long time. I bought into the low-fat diet and made a lot of other crucial mistakes. But uh, let me just capsulize the most important principle I've learned after four decades of studying nutrition. It's not that hard. And I have one slide, and I did share it at the event. And I think it's the most important slide in my slide deck. And that is a picture of a man compressing a spring. And it says, compress your eating window. Mm. So most of us, and this is research done by Sachin Panda, who did, he basically did himself. He had this app that he gave people and had them photograph their foods and not only what they're eating, but when they're eating. And it was time stamped with a photo. And he found that 90% of the people, 90% were eating more than 12 hours a day. That is crazy. And it kind of coincides with the fact that one of the most foundational metabolic defects that everyone has is something called insulin resistance. That is when insulin doesn't work like it should because you're bombarding it all the time. So you need more and more and more insulin. And high insulin levels really trigger enormous risk for chronic degenerative disease like Alzheimer's, which is the third leading cause of death. And then you've got the number one and two, which is cancer and heart disease. Hmm. And then, of course, obesity and overweight and diabetes. But the simple strategy is to compress your eating window to about six to eight hours. And I know that may sound like a challenge, but it really is profoundly powerful. And really, I believe the most important foundational step that anyone needs to take when they're looking at improving their health is to compress that eating window. Because when you don't do that and you fail to do that, as most everyone does, then you're missing out on really one of the most beneficial pathways in your body, which is called autophagy. It comes from a Greek word, two Greek words, auto, just like automobile, and then phagy, P-H-A-G-Y. Phagy comes from the Greek word phagin, and it means self-eating is what it means. Autophagy. Excellent. Okay. And so what is this? We're learning, folks. We're learning. Yeah. What is this magical process? Well, essentially... It is something that your body's developed and designed to identify damaged and defective subcellular parts that aren't working anymore. Mm. And worse than that, so they're clogging up the system, but worse than that, they are generating inflammation. So it's somewhat like being in New York City and the garbage collectors go on strike. You can imagine what would happen. Well, this is what people are doing for decades, in fact, most of their life. is checked out. It's not working. It's not functioning. And all this stuff is building up and damaging their body. So you can activate that. It's simple to activate. And, and the way you activate it is just by compressing your eating window. There's two terms for this. One is time-restricted eating. The other is intermittent fasting. Yes. Big buzzwords so, right now. Yeah, that's big. Buzz. So it should be six to eight hours, I think. And then, you know, if you can only do 12 hours and you start at 12 and you go to 14 and then 16 and 18. But once you've got that down, not the magic occurs. And not only is the magic autophagy, but then you start activating your stem cells, which cause repair and regeneration too. Mm. You start detoxifying more effectively. And you become what's called metabolically flexible. You see, 85% of the people in this country even though they have enormous levels of fat, almost all of us have fat. I mean, even if you're a marathon runner with 4% body fat or 3%, you still have fat. So it's not like you should have zero. So the fat is an enormous store of energy, but most people are just unable to access it because of the insulin resistance related to eating continuously. So yes, you want to cut down on the carbs, but really, even if you cut down the carbs really small and you ate all day long, it's still not going to be as effective as restricting that eating window. Now, does it matter what time you start the six to eight hours? Do you need a first meal in the morning? That's a great, great question. Well, it depends on your schedule. The only caution in that six to eight hour eating window, and actually, if you think about it, you only sleep for eight hours, right? Yes. It makes sense. You should eat for eight hours or less. <laughs> totally makes sense. Yeah. It's well, actually you what for I 16 do. hours? I mean, sometimes right. I guess if you had to, but you know, yeah. not on a regular basis. The one variable is to make sure that you don't eat at least three hours before you go to bed. That's makes the sense. one caveat. Yeah. Because you have those as a source of calories and you can't use those calories and your body is stored as energy and it creates oxidative stress 
and damages your cells. And you know the, the ATP chain gets backed up and it's just a problem. So I personally do six hours. So I, I do the nine to six window, sometimes 10 to three, I mean, nine to six, nine to three, sometimes 10 to three, you know, 11 to four, somewhere in that. So it depends on your schedule. If ideally your biggest meal should be right before your biggest exertion of calories. So if you're a laborer and you're like working really hard in the morning, you better eat a really good breakfast, your biggest meal. When you're going to eat dinner, especially if it's later, you want to have it really, really light. Amazing. Now, this is obviously what you're teaching in your new book, Keto Fast, which is a follow-up to many people know this book, Fat for Fuel, which is actually the number one most sold book in the U.S., according to Wall Street Journal, Nielsen Ratings. Well, I mean, on one week. It was the week of May. Oh, well, very cool. That's a big deal. And not the whole year. But it was, it was an achievement I've always wanted to do because I've written a lot of books. But this is the only book I did that hit number one, which was amazing. I was very grateful for that. Yes. And so but what I loved about listening to some of your podcast conversations and some of the stuff that I read is that in the past you believed, and I'm paraphrasing, you can let me know where I'm accurate or not, that you could live optimized on a diet, mostly keto, pure mm-hmm. fats. But then you've um, shifted over time based on your own experience and then watching the data of some of your clients. So what well, is I, that don't, I don't have clients or patients. I stopped seeing patients about 10 years ago. I did see over 20, 25,000 people or patient visits, but I really focus on content and, and reading literature. I try to read a, several thousand articles a, a year and new studies, not the abstracts, but the studies themselves. So when I was doing this, it seemed to make so much sense. I was reading this that the keto is great. It should do it constantly, but that is a prescription for disaster. Most people would benefit from constant keto or continuous keto, but only for a short time frame until they're metabolically flexible, which could be a few weeks for some people, it might be a few months or maybe even longer if you're really metabolically impaired. So, but if you do it much longer than that, then it actually causes problems and you start to go, your health goes to go backwards. That's what I heard you say. And this is what's so fascinating because there are obviously a lot of people out there, including in this little small community that you and I are now somehow family in, that still believe that that high keto, right? High fat, like that, that is the way to go. But you're saying, let's introduce, first of all, intermittent fasting, six to hour eating windows, you know, ideally three to six hours before you go to sleep, don't eat. But then you're also saying, let's eat some carbs, guys. What kind of carbs? Well, healthy carbs, you know, this would be like, in my case, I use fruit as a big source. I, I have, I purchased an acre of land next door to my house. It was a perfect went up for sale and I converted to a little mini farm and pond and chickens and lots of fruit trees and stuff. It's really pretty cool. And so I have fruit, I, I eat off my backyard or side yard, I guess my yard. So and, uh, <laughs> your so, land, so the term land. is your land. Yes. My land, you know, and it's, it's really nice. And, uh, so that, and then I have sweet potatoes too, but I've just recently learned that sweet potatoes can be a problem mm-hmm. because they're high in oxalates. I don't know if that's something you've heard of, but the oxalates are a plant defense mechanism and they can cause metabolic problems in humans, commonly known to cause kidney stones, uh, calcium oxalate kidney stones, but probably other really significant problems. And it's not widely known. I don't want to go too much on a tangent, but the, you have to be careful with oxalates. So sweet potato, we've got another one is spinach. You know, there's this, I mean, spinach is really high in oxalates. So probably something that most people shouldn't eat. I'm convinced because the, the, the risks outweigh the benefits for most people. Interesting. Too much oxalates. Yeah, it's a real problem. And it's really a stealth issue that we're, I'm actually going to be entering some top-level nutritionists to expand on this in more detail. But carbohydrates, you know, fruits, that would be one. Sweet potatoes is another, but you just have to be careful of the oxalates. Now, with oxalates, you can bind them with calcium. So I take mine with either potassium citrate or calcium, just a raw or crushed eggshells, and I sprinkle it on, sprinkle it on the sweet potato because that calcium really? will bind to the oxalate. Crushed so eggshells. Yeah, powder. Well, not just crushed, but powder, like in a Vitamix. Or so it's like a real powder, real fine powder. So, but do you ever eat a piece of bread? Well, I don't. Not because bread is pernicious or evil, but I have uh, I evaluated my SNPs and uh, found that I have a specific polymorphism that suggest I would not benefit from gluten. And I didn't know this. I've had it all my life. Obviously, your genes don't change. So I don't really ever eat bread or gluten more specifically. So that would include a wide variety of grains that I avoid. So that I makes really sense. Miss, I don't miss it. 
you had mentioned that my newest book is Keto Fast. Not that I want to promote the book, but it's a good book. And it's like really expensive though. It's like $11 on the only problem. <laughs> uh, but the, the reason I want to mention that is that it highlights another effective strategy you can do. Now, the, before you can keto fast, and I'll explain what that is in a moment, you have to compress your eating window. That is the, that is, you cannot do it with, unless you have a compressed eating window for at least a month. So if you haven't compressed your eating window six to eight hours, you cannot keto fast. But once you've done that and you're metabolically flexible, you can burn fat for fuel again. By that, I mean you can access your fat stores and your fat will be converted to what's called the water-soluble fat called ketones. That's, the, that's what keto is for, it's ketones. And these ketones that are water-soluble, which means they can go to any tissue in your body, like my, hot knife through butter. And they are a good, mm. clean source of energy, far cleaner than, than carbohydrates. So once you're able to do that, your cravings will disappear. I mean, it's really nothing short of magical. It's pretty impressive. And once your cravings disappear, then you can progress into a keto fast, which means depending on how metabolically impaired you are, once or twice a week, instead of eating in a six-hour window, you don't eat that day. So you go for 42 hours without eating. And then you go into a, prof a really deep autophagy. And that is just super incredible. Now, if you're interested, and I think we should go on this because a lot of people are interested in doing strength training, resistance training. Yes, yes. I'll give you one of the most impressive biohacks. Okay, here we go. This is so incredible. So after you've done the 42-hour fast, again, you have to done the six to eight-hour eating window for at least a month, and you can do it easily. It's cheaper than free because you don't have to buy the food. You have to clean it. You have to prepare it. And your mental acuity and clarity just goes to the roof. And so you've done that. And then when you get up next morning, it'll be like 40 hours or so that you haven't eaten. And that's the time your growth hormone goes, really spikes, goes very high. That's the time you do resistance or your strength training because mm. you're going to get maximal benefit. And then afterwards you feast. And that's where the magic of fasting occurs is in the feast. When you refeed, that's when you rebuild your tissues. When your stem cells are activated, you can rebuild new mitochondria and new muscle cells. Mm. It's absolutely incredible. Your strength will go through the roof. Your lean muscle mass goes up. Your fat tissues levels go down and your strength gets increased because as you get older, like in your mom's age, my age, you know, there's a real tendency to develop a muscle loss, which is called sarcopenia. So you have to counteract that. And, and when you lose that muscle, you, you develop a tendency to become frail. And that happened to both of my parents. And I'm mm. just, they passed away a few years ago. And it really saddened that I didn't fully understand that. I mean, I, try, I kind of knew it peripherally, but they just got messed up. I mean, they, they didn't die with taking medications for cancer or like many people do from abuse from the medical system. I mean, it's yep. just it's like probably the one of the leading causes of death is, is, is conventional medical abuse. Yep. Saved them from that. But, you know, they died for frailty, essentially, which is sad because you don't have to. If you, if you understand these principles and you can implement them and see the results and mm -hmm. benefit, you, you want to be like the everybody baddie. And we're all going to go at some point, but you want to live like this and then just pass out. I you know, totally agree. And preferably on my own bed and my own pillow, just absolutely. at night, just at yeah. night or a nap. Yeah. The beautiful thing about our community, you know, and Dave Asprey specifically is that he's exploring these new technologies and I am too. And there are some, I'm connecting with some of the researchers that are, you know, on the leading edge of this. And I am absolutely convinced, Michelle, that within the next few years, we'll have technologies that will take us past 120. Wow. Easily. Yeah, it's, it's, we're on the threshold of it. I mean, the, the studies aren't published yet, but there's, they're just starting to do them now. And it's really amazing. I don't want to go into the details now, but I can tell there's exciting stuff on the forefront. I can tell your dinner conversations are different than mine, although you probably don't have a ton of dinner conversations since you stopped eating it basically. <laughs> <laughs> Your lunch conversations are far yes. different than mine. I would love to be a fly on some of those dinner tables. Oh my goodness. Let me give you another good biohack okay. too. I love this. This is so cool because I just learned this from Joe Cohen, who's the founder of the site Self Hacked and Self Decode. And uh, it really is intriguing. It's really expanded my social opportunities because I'd always felt bad. You know, one of the worst foods you can eat is capo meat because it's loaded with glyphosate and other, other industrial toxins. CAFOs can find animal feeding operations, which is virtually every commercially raised Jeez. beef, pig, or chicken. Mm. So 
one of the ways around that so that you can go out socially and not be the awkward freak because you can only eat organic. Although in California and Santa Monica, you probably can do that pretty easily. But in Florida, you can't. I can All tell right. you. I lived in the Tampa area for three years. And yes. your idea of a green drink was usually like some sort of mint smoothie you know, with, <laughs> yeah. with, with whole milk and sugar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I get it. But it's getting better. It is getting better. It is, yeah, I, I know it is. In fact, we just got a Lucky's, like a, literally a mile from my house, it just opened up, which is like, yeah. oh, very cool. Yeah, that makes makes life a little bit easier. Although I don't go to the, I literally don't go to the grocery store like more than once a month. I usually get avocados, but I'm I'm growing them now, so I shouldn't have to go there. I may probably have to go maybe just a few times a year. Maybe. Well, you're gonna have to every other year, right? Because avocados <laughs> every other year. Okay, but wait. So your friend who's giving you these this yeah, advice? Yes. Here's, the, here's the pearl, an unbelievable pearl. And it's one that I've just recently adopted is to take activated charcoal, Ooh. a tablespoon, which is a considerable amount, mm-hmm. and to put it in eight ounces of water, mix it up really good. Maybe put a little sweetener. My favorite is Locanto French Vanilla Monk Fruit. Yum. Or Lohan, I think it's the other t- name for it. So it actually tastes pretty good. And then you drink it this, this, you know, either immediately before, immediately after, even during your meal, and it will bind almost all those toxins. Oh, Particularly wow. good. And Joe's hyper, he's hypersensitive, had a lot of health issues. So he's a biological sensor and he can tell that it made a big difference for him. So I've been using that now. So you can eat you can go out and have a steak at a regular restaurant and not feel bad because you've gotten your meat and the guilt is gone. I still shouldn't have the bread for most of us, but... Uh, well, I, I would it, have the gluten, but if I take the activated charcoal, then all the toxins from the gluten would coagulate and then move through hopefully fairly... I don't know that it's going to bind gluten. It mm. will tend to bind toxins. So it might bind the glyphosate. And I don't know about that, but it will Look certainly at me. Bind. I was trying to do a two for one. It would get the yeah, toxins yeah. of the gluten binded. No, yeah, maybe yeah. not. Yeah, well, you check your SNPs. See, make sure you don't have a, a genetic issue with it. And if you don't, and if it's healthy bread, it shouldn't be an issue. I mean, I, I, I went to the point where I got Austrian flour, you know, biodynamically grown, and it was sourdough bread. So it's like the healthiest bread you can get, but it's still, it had gluten in it. So, mm, But it sounds anyway. so good with a big... It was good, believe really me. Really yummy. It was really good. Yeah. <laughs> with fresh, uh, raw butter, organic butter on it. Oh, are you kidding with a little bit of like organic salt. sea salt? Yes. yes. Now you're speaking my language. Now we can really be friends. (laughs) Okay, so I like that, but this is great because now we're putting together our starter kit. We've got vitamin D, natural light, or worst case, get Mercola's vitamin D3 because that's the best on the planet. I actually just ordered the bottle. It's good. It's nice because it's sublingual, but yeah, it's fine. I mean, we've got others that are really... An interesting one that we have is liposomal C, which is not something that should be taken every day. Probably not a good idea. But when you get sick, as many of us do, we get a cough, cold, we're not sleeping well, we're anxious, we're flying, we're traveling, whatever, you get sick, you know, well, then I, I take like four or five of these every hour really? and it's pretty profoundly beneficial. So it's something that it's in your emergency kit, it's okay. one of our better selling products, but again, not to take, be taken every day, only when you, when you need it. If you need it less than once a year, great. Perfect. Yeah, so yeah. when someone feels a summer cold coming on, go and oh, get some of that. Another trick. I learned okay. this in practice. This is, this is so, so fun. cool. This one's really expensive. It costs about half a cent. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's got a bottle of hydrogen peroxide in their cabinet, right? Yep. So you take the bottle, you open it up and pour it into the cap. Then you put your head on the side and you pour it into your ear canal. And you keep it there for a minute or two. You'll be buzzy and fizzy. And then you do it to the other side. You do it as soon as the symptoms of the cold start. And it's, it's nothing short of a miracle. I mean, I've got videos up that I did like 15 years ago. When I first posted it on my site, I said, Ah, I took it down. I said, this is crazy. But then a lot of people started responding. Say, yeah, this thing works. This thing works. Then it really is incredibly effective. Probably, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. It's still sure of the mechanism, but it seems to work. And it's very inexpensive. And how horrible can it be? Peroxide that, in your ear. That is amazing. Now, I have done the hydrogen peroxide in my ears, but I always did it just to clean my ears out more thoroughly. You know, and I yeah, yeah, kind of like do that too. Right. But this is amazing. Yeah. So the second that you feel something coming on, I would right. always. The earlier, oh, the better. The earlier, the better. Okay. The earlier, the better. And then go get some of the C. Yeah. Because if it's late in the course of the illness, it's hard, you know, it's harder to turn things around. Like most right. diseases. It's more preventative. Once it gets entrenched and it's like going, to, it's got a steam going, it's like hard. So do it <laughs> early on. True. Okay. Let's talk bioidentical hormones because so many people wrote in and said, number one, and this is a question from my mother and myself, but then about seven other women. If you've had a hysterectomy, 
Should you be taking bioidentical hormones? Do you think that your hormones need to be replenished in a bioidentical way? I think it's a, probably a good strategy. Now, you need to have it measured. The physician who introduced bioidentical hormone therapy into the United States is Jonathan Wright. He's an early mentor of mine, and uh, he's written a number of books on this. So I would definitely recommend reviewing his books for more information. He's introduced me early on to a very powerful concept, which is transmucosal delivery. And let me tell you, before I go into those details, that another person who I really admired in the 90s was John Lee, Mm -hmm. Dr. John Lee. I don't know if you remember or heard of him, but he was the early promoter of natural progesterone therapy. I wrote just a huge book on it. It was enormously popular. But he was recommending a topical approach, so that you apply it on your skin. One thing I would definitely recommend is that even if it's bioidentical, you don't want to swallow it. Do not swallow your hormones. If that's the only thing you get out of this, don't swallow your hormones. So Lee was recommending topical administration, and it worked. I put hundreds and hundreds of women on that. And the problem is it stopped working after a few months. Mm. That's probably because the skin receptors got loaded up, and maybe you could apply to different areas of your body. It wouldn't be an issue. But it was really common for women for it to stop working. It actually then they started getting problems. And it's just, it caused complications. So then I read Dr. encountered Dr. Wright's work, and he was an advocate of transmucosal delivery. So transmucosal is essentially almost equivalent to an IV. And the reason, here's why don't you want to swallow? That's, that's a good question, Joshua, because Mercola said so. No, no. It's because when you swallow it, it goes into your stomach and then it supposedly is going to get into your blood somehow. But before it can get into your blood, it has to be absorbed into your bloodstream. And when you swallow it, it has to go through the liver first. So your liver metabolizes it and it turns it into an inactive form, mm. a form that doesn't work as well and sometimes can be even problematic. So you're not going to get what you swallow. And I'm not an advocate of swallowing hormones. I think it's really an unwise strategy. Transdermal application is fine, but even transmucosal is even better. So the two places you can do it, for women, you have two. You can do it intravaginally. And then for men and women, you can use it intrarectally, which is what I use. So there's a number of nutrients I use to fine tune, mostly in advanced form of autophagy I use to augment. that I use transmucosal administration because the oral version of these supplements don't work well at all. They're very poorly absorbed and they're they're easily metabolized. So it's a really powerful system. But I would get Dr. Wright's book, and and I don't recall the specific name of it at this point, but probably written maybe 20 years ago. Uh, but that is definitely a way to do it. And you want to see, a, ideally, a clinician who understands bioidentical hormone therapy. And the optimal levels. Yes. So I'm going to actually, yeah, I'll put up Dr. Wright's information on the show resources because I'm sure he's got levels that may differ from another endocrinologist levels. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure that endocrinologist is the best one to see for this, <laughs> truthfully. Probably. Interesting. Yeah, because they don't really understand this approach. I mean, most of them, I mean, I suspect there's some that do. I mean, Terry Hertog would be a good example. He's an endocrinologist in Europe who's really pioneered this also, but most of them don't get it. I mean, the vast hmm. majority, yeah. Hmm. Sad, but true. That is sad. I will tell you, my endocrinologist, Dr. Prudence Hall out here in Santa Monica, sort of well-known on the hormone front. She does prescribe the topicals and she always says vacillate, you know, arm to other arm or left side of the body to the right side of the body. So that does help. And you want to switch switch extremities too. So, you know, upper arm, lower arm, upper leg, lower leg, side leg, you know, I would switch as many, if you're going to do a topical, but I still think transmucosal would be better. Okay. Well, then I will look into that for sure. It's not every day I get like a consultation with you. How does caffeine, or do you know, how does caffeine affect hormones? I don't know that it has an influence on it. It may. If it does, I'm not aware of it. Okay. That was Uh, from our friend Delia. Do you drink or consume caffeine? No, I don't. It's not because I think it's pernicious or evil. Coffee can be very beneficial, especially healthy coffee, organic coffee. Certified organic, yes. Yeah, I think it's just, I just don't particularly like the taste. I never did. So I've just never been a coffee drinker. I mean, So when you wake up in the morning, you're just ready to go. Yeah. (laughs) Because you're so healthy, vibrant, and your mitochondria is like super joyful. Yeah, I mean, I spend (laughs) about three to four hours a day on health practices. I mean, it's a significant portion of my day, but I think it's worth it. You know, well, you could see it from the video, which I know now is a little dated because it's a couple years old. But the it's um, much better than that. But the, oh, thank you for reminding me. Yeah, how could it I be mean, better than that? You've got to no, do. A believe new me, one. it is a lot better now. I mean, it's just it, it's almost it's so almost good. tenfold better. I mean, it's just amazing. What I'm going to just have to do a video of the farm and 
You got to do it. I mean, you're showing yeah. us your oregano and your, yeah. you know, your habanero something chili peppers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just the lectins. You know, you learn things as you go along. You got to be careful of lectins too. Mm. That's well, another issue. That yeah, that's an, that's a whole other Oprah. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> hey, so we've talked a lot about your your hacks, some of the best things that you've learned along the way. Even a starter kit, like we kind of got there, I think, in a way. Now that you've been doing this for over four decades, learned so much, seen so much, technology mm-hmm. has changed so much. What has given you the most self-awareness, not just health, but self-awareness so far? Hmm. Well, probably journaling would be one, you know, di- making a diary entries. I'm doing an interesting intervention now too, that I founded the recent Upgrade Labs conference, which was Dr. Barry Morgulin. He's my doctor. He's w- one of my coaches. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm in his program now. So, you know, That's that amazing. energy for success. So, yes. yeah. So I do it every day. Yeah, yeah. So that's part of my health strategy. You know, you do the breathing exercises and, oh, here's, here's my hack for that. Do you do the, the Qigong or Tai Chi where you're doing this, right? Yeah. So, yes. but I do it outside at sunset and sunrise God, on the ground, looking into the sun. Wow. Yeah. So that's a simple thing. You could do it too. Totally. Yes. Yeah. Do so you I, keep the, the two journals? Yeah. Yeah. The wins and the goals? Yeah. So cool, man. We're both being coached for the same dude. He is incredible. I mean, you know, so I'm a big follower of a lot of Tony Robbins' work and Dave Asprey. And he is the private coach and and doctor for both of them. And he has been for a long time. But both of them have said that Dr. B is one of like a handful of people on the planet that can do what he does. And I've just been blessed to connect with him. And then he took me on. So I work with him on a weekly basis. And my life is changing. My yeah. whole world is expanding versus the contracting. And it's that's pretty amazing, I, isn't it? It's amazing. So what have you been, what have you learned? What have been some insights since you've been working with him? Well, just a deeper appreciation, a connection to the body and the energy, actually, specifically. And one of my interesting observations was I have a tendency sometimes to forget where I put things or I think I were lost or something. And then I just connect to the energy like instantly. Oh, yeah, that's where I put it. Boom. There it is. It's like, whoa, it's like so amazing. <laughs> that's actually that, that for me is where the magic is. And what's crazy is that he teaches you that it's always present. All you got to do yeah, is yeah. Align, yeah. in alignment with it. How would you describe or define energy? It's a great question. There's a lot of definitions for it, but from his definition, it's this universal power source that most of us are unaware that it's available and have access to. So another hack on this, aside from looking, doing the sunset, the physical exercise at sunset, yes. sunrise, is that I do my one of my breathing exercises, my nighttime one, in a float tank. Oh, <laughs> so cool. Yeah. So I'm doing the breathing exercise, listening to it with waterproof headphones in the float tank, which is like- You're in oh. total freaking bliss. <laughs> yeah. So now you know why things, you say, well, yes, I got a lot better in a few years, you know? And that's why you literally look like a Christmas tree. You are all aglow. And for one day when this actually does hit some sort of video format, you guys are going to see what I'm seeing. I'll take a little photo and, and send that out. I just had Jack Hanfield on, but he talked about ayahuasca. He's yeah, been a big yeah. meditator for over 40 years, but two years ago, he started experiencing it, I think at the same place that you mentioned you have. Yeah. Do you mind sharing about your experience and what the yeah, benefits that, that, have been that for you? Yeah, there was a place in, in Rhythmia. Jerry is the very comical founder and runs the place. And it's an interesting community, that's for sure. And it's a small group, maybe it's under 100 people, maybe 50 to 80 people. And I've been there twice. And I'm not sure I'm going to go back, but there's a component of taking the drug, ayahuasca, versus being in a ceremony in a community of people who are going through it at the same time. And I think the ceremony is a really important part of the equation. Mm. Most people purge, which is kind of, for me, an annoying part of it. You know, they all say <laughs> it's part of the process. I mean, I didn't purge. And I think the reason I didn't is that I'm metabolically healthy and my liver could detoxify that. So it wasn't a poison. It just maybe a little, maybe had a little bit of nausea. So I never threw up, never once. Oh, wow. But almost everyone does. <laughs> but there, there was, I mean, I had some interesting visions, but it wasn't really psychedelic or anything. At least I did the first time. The second year, I didn't have any, but I went through this experience. I, I, in Rhythmia, they do it for four nights. It probably starts at seven or eight o'clock and ends at like one or two in the morning. And the last night, it starts, they do it the entire night. So essentially, you don't go to sleep, but you could. You could fall asleep there for take a little nap or something. 
So there was this Israeli shaman whose uh, name is Mitra. And they do these healing ceremonies during, when you're doing it. And it was just, it was really one of the most powerful experiences of my entire life. Wow. I mean, it was, it was unbelievable. I was up there with two other people, Jerry being one of them. And for an hour, they were just, they had the music and the harmonicas and the, and the guitar mm. and the drums and the feathers and this whole experience. It was nothing short of magical. And it was really one of the profound, one of my most profound experiences ever. I mean, really was up there. And I'm so glad I did that. I didn't do it the previous year because I was just didn't, I didn't want to violate my biological circadian rhythm and stay up all night, but it was definitely worth it. No question. Absolutely. I love that. And the fact that you had even the collective community energy aspect, oh, right? Yeah. Because that's when you're really opened, tuned in, and then it's amplified. So it's yeah. really cool to hear you say this as a clinical practitioner, understand the benefits of something that we cannot see or measure, but that yeah. is just a felt, known, intuitive force that you believe you're connected to. Yeah, I don't know that you need to do it on a regular basis. I mean, typically that's the value, but it connects you. And once you're connected and you have that connection, there's other ways to do that. Yeah. So, uh, but it was a really interesting experience. Beautiful. Well, I love hearing that you have tried it and had an interesting experience. I probably vomit everywhere. I'm actually going to go in November with Jack Canfield and a handful of people. Okay, well, uh, email me and I'll tell you the, the way that you don't, that you won't purge. Okay, I will. Okay. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Probably won't anyway, but I'll just make sure that you don't. Well, I might because. No, no. I eat a lot of bread. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you're obviously metabolically flexible. And if you hit the keyest thing, have have a healthy liver. One of the things you can do. I don't drink alcohol and I don't take ibuprofen. So that helps. The other thing that could, for those people who don't have access to the sun, is you can get a near infrared sauna. Near. I didn't yeah, okay, far. what is the difference between far and near infrared sauna? It's, it's almost as much of the difference between night and day. Okay. It is radical difference. But first of all, they both help. They heat the body, but near does it in a much more effective way. It gives you this photobiomodulation. It really is the energy. Most of the energy that's not as near. It's not far. It's near infrared. And it's, and it's a frequency that can actually energize your cells where far can't. It just heats you. And it really basically provides detox benefits. And that's some, something useful. Mm. And it does a corollary autophagy. It, it, it activates these heat shock proteins, which kind of refold your proteins and your, that get messed up, which is really important strategy. But the, the other primary difference is that far infrared has a lot of downsides. Many, most of the far infrared saunas have high MF. The ones that don't and advertise themselves with low MF sometimes are really seriously confused because they're only measuring magnetic fields, but they're not measuring the electrical fields or the radio frequency fields. So a near infrared sauna is a basically heat lamp bulb. Same ones you see at uh, buffets where they have the bulb over the food to keep it warm. That's, that's a heat lamp bulb. And if you keep it about... 18 to 24 inches away from your body and you have like four of them shining on you. Mm. The wavelengths are such that they will penetrate about two to four inches into your body directly so that most far infrared saunas you have to put on for a half hour before you go in to heat it up because it heats you by convection. Not so in near infrared. You put it in and literally in two minutes, I am sweating. Wow. I, I turn it on when I go in. Do you have yeah. one on your land? On my land. No, it's in my, <laughs> it's in my workout room. That's awesome. So that, that's another major that, I, that is to me my most important biohack, aside from the compressed eating window, is that daily near infrared sauna. It's um, oh, sounds like a dream. Which yeah. brings me, you know, I have two final questions for you, my friend. I'm loving this conversation. I obviously you could go on forever, but I do recognize that you are a very busy man. Um, no, you can go on longer if you want. It's fine. Well, you're okay. Well, um, two other questions. I just one is fun, and then one is I ask all my guests. If you were deserted on a stranded island. No, if you were stranded on a deserted island. Sorry, I could speak. Oh, I like the first one better. <laughs> if you were deserted on a stranded island. I guess it's the same difference, isn't it? <laughs> what three things would you have to have with you? Oh, gosh. That's an interesting question. You better say your girlfriend. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just kidding. Well, things, not people. practical reality, there's no question in my mind. There's one because it, it is an issue that, like, you know, that has prevented me from going on cruises in the past. Mm. is the internet connection. I'm an internet junkie. I'm a internet holic, and I've got to have my daily fix. So that's Hi, the way my I- name is Joseph. I'm an internet holic. <laughs> <laughs> 
but have to have an internet connection. And to me, that like mitigates almost everything. Not a cell phone, but a, a wired ethernet connection. Got it. Okay, fair enough. Strong Wi-Fi. Be one, because then I have access to the, basically all the knowledge in the world. But now we have to have a device. So that's, that's eaten up two of your three. An internet connection, no. Just a computer plugged in with an ethernet connection. That's, that's two one. things. No, it's not. It's one. I'm classifying it as one. Okay, we'll, we'll bundle it because bundle it's it. you. All right. Yeah, yeah. So that would be, to me, one of the most important. Clean water, I mean, for sure. I mean, you can't live much very long without clean water. And clean food. (laughs) What more do you need in life? That's fair. (laughs) I mean, it actually sounds like the life you're living. (laughs) (laughs) The idea, I like to, I mean, for some fun stuff, I like to be out, you know, the ocean, maybe some nice coral reefs, I can look at the fish. and. Um, It sounds like your dream life, actually, now that I think about it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's why I literally don't like to travel very much. I mean, I've really radically reduced my travel space because I'm li- really living in, a, in an ideal environment. And, and anytime I travel, it's going down. But I will make the sacrifice to go to places like Upgrade Labs. I mean, that well, is... Well, it's Beverly Hills, and it is Dave Asprey and all your comrades. Well, yeah. Beverly, I could care less if it was in Omaha, Nebraska. But, uh, you know, the, the location isn't the issue because I didn't even go outside. I don't think I left the hotel once in those three uh- days. I didn't either. There was so much to do, but there were just so many things that were going on there. And you had two breakout sessions in addition to taking the stage for um, a keynote. Oh, I thought you had two, the cell phone and... No, the cell phone is what I talked on the keynote. And then the the breakout session was about the partial fasting. Oh, I love how you you classified everything that you talked about on the stage under cell phone, (laughs) because it was like a PhD in everything. (laughs) No, but they were eating but, up. Everybody was, was taking copious notes. It was incredible watching people. Yeah, because you know, why, I'm, that's my next book. It's coming out next year. And I, we actually got the title of the book now. You want to know the title? Yes. It's out in the spring. It's EMF'd Up. Oh, my God. That's so good. <laughs> that is so good. Because it's not just the cell phone. It's also, don't you like clear all EMFs at night before you go to bed? And- yeah, yeah, electrical fields are an important component too, but it's the, it's the cell phone, it's the radio frequency, the wireless, which is, you know, basically all the wireless is a big issue, but it's electrical fields. It's in your house, especially in California, like one third of the homes are, are electrically miswired and they have wiring errors that cause magnetic fields. So it's a real problem. Wow. So this is going to be cool. So EMF is coming out. Invisible. But the one that I did, and I actually like your feedback on this, what I would hope to achieve is there's very few people who, who have looked at the research and compile it into a format that's easy to understand that helps people realize that the damage from the wireless radiation is very similar to x-rays. That was really the intention of it. And, you know, to show at a molecular biological level how that occurred. Okay, so how do you define fulfillment? I would just simply define it as, first of all, identifying your passion, mm. which is a hard challenge for many people. But I mean, authentically, sincerely, at the, at the most fundamental level, understand what motivates you at the highest level. And once you understand that, restructuring your life so that essentially that's pretty much all you're doing. I can't imagine being more fulfilled than that. I mean, to me, that's the ultimate. So what is your highest passion? I mean, we can guess, but you say it. I like to compete. I'm a competitor just by nature. But but my really highest passion, I think, is learning. I love to learn. Clearly. And a corollary to that is to take that learning and to translate information that people can understand and use to change their life. And then understanding that there's responsibility for the platform that I've been given to use that platform to warn people of the dangers that they may not necessarily be aware of that are there as a result of pernicious forces that are really as a result of human-based behaviors that will sabotage the welfare of humans Hmm. for money. And it's as simple as that. And it's just really sad to see that happen. It happens so regularly. And, you know, that's one of my passions is to to stop that at the root as, as much as we can and, and at least make a dent in it. And I think we have made a dent in some ways. And, you know, pharmaceutical industries are notorious for that, but it's not, they're not the, the only one. Tobacco industry was clearly the, the most classic example. And and I spend a lot of time in my new book, which is almost finished. I mean, the, the first draft. 
EMF'd up, yeah. Uh, reviewing the analogies between the tobacco industry and the wireless industry, it, it is just shockingly really? similar. Yeah, and so, except they're even more effective. They make the tobacco industry look like kindergarten or the, the little league. I'm telling wow. you, they really do. They, they are the pros, and that's why virtually no one understands the risks and dangers of this thing, so. Oh, thank God for you. So everyone needs to go over to Marcola.com. It's clearly going to be in the show resources, but this is where you're not only going to get the latest and most progressive health and wellness supplements, technologies, information, but also you really point out because you're constantly researching, you know, Mm -hmm. what to look for, what to be aware of, who are the bad guys, the pernicious and evil ones, as you've you've mentioned, and as you should. And what I love is that the site is self-funded. And so you don't have to. We have no advertisers except for ourselves and no investors. So you don't have to kowtow to anyone. Like you get to say what you want, how you want. I made that really clear when I started. I started the site before Google. I really did. When was that? Almost 20 years ago? It was 22 years ago. Wow. Yeah, 22 years ago. And I made the decision early on that I was not going to take investors. I was not going to advertise stuff that I did not believe in. I mean, that why? I didn't have to. So, I mean, I found other ways to do it. So, my friend, thank you so much for coming on. I'd love to have you back on, obviously. Yeah, sure. It's always it's fun. I knew you'd be fun to be with. So. Oh, good. Well, when EMF upped comes out, we'll, we'll circle back for sure. Yeah, and maybe yeah. before then. That'll come out actually probably right around Bulletproof. I think it could currently scheduled to come out in February. Thank okay. you very much for coming on the show. I encourage, again, everyone to head on over to Marcola.com, check out Keto Fast. I'll put everything else up in the show notes as well. But you were a real pleasure. And I am so grateful for all that you do. My mother loves you. I love yes. you. And you were so fun to meet backstage in the green room for the Upgrade Labs conference. I was like, could I ask him? That seems like a big deal. And you were so cool. So thank you for that easy yes and making this so fun. Yeah, well, thanks. I really appreciate your your fun to be with too. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fire and Soul podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And of course, if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review this show on your favorite podcast player. And if you have any questions, comments, or feedback for us, you can reach me directly at fireandsoulpodcast.com. Thanks for listening.